0: to the words and pictures podcast i'm dj bowman smith and this is words and pictures podcast episode 70 this week my lovely guest is emma bennett emma writes contemporary romantic fiction with a feel good vibe so we're all about the feel good stuff and of course she's got a lovely christmas book coming out soon so yeah really nice to talk to her so stick around for the interview so at my desk this week. Well, at my desk I'm still deep in the um the whole business of having a look at my children's author self. So I write under this other pen name of of uh Tiger Molly for my children's writing and uh, and I've been having a, a serious look at the book covers and having a bit of a redo of them as I was talking about last week. And they're kind of coming along and I think they, you know, they're looking good. I think they're looking better. And I'm having a bit of a rewrite of the blurbs and that kind of thing. But I'm kind of also trying to take a a wider look at this whole this whole author name, this whole author self of of the children's writer in me. It's not something that I want to put put aside. I mean, life would be a lot easier, I must say, if I just had one author name. And there's a lot to be said for, you know, sticking on everything under one umbrella and thinking, what the hell? Um, the trouble with the DJ Bowman Smith thing is I've already got two things under that umbrella. So I've got the paranormal women's fiction, you know, um, with the midwitch, which is doing really well and it's great. But of course, those readers don't really read the other stuff that I've written, which is grimdark fantasy. And so you've got all the... you know you've got you've got all the books in that and they're still on my website because I don't really think it's a good idea to to take books down unless you think they're absolutely dreadful i think i think you should you should leave them up because you know even if it's just a couple of sales a week it's it's all good and it's it's fine and i think these days especially with the indie author movement i think readers particularly are much more open to the fact that that somebody who they might write read rather somebody who they might read who's you know they've read one particular book about an author i don't i don't think they're particularly phased by then going into their backlist and seeing that they've actually written other stuff that they might not want to read you know and i think they're quite able to do that and i think i think the olden days where you know people were kind of um pigeonholed into this one thing so so if you were a thriller writer you had to stick to your thriller writer self and you had to be that's what it was you know and you you couldn't really deviate to something else unless you put it under another name and uh and I think that's all well and good and, and I think it does you know it's all very good for branding and all that kind of thing but I think particularly with the indie author movement now you know, where we've got so many independent authors like myself that write different things, and I think they quite often keep it under one name. and And I haven't found, I don't think readers are so narrow. I think they understand that creative people uh, do do many creative things. You know, and I, th- I think it's actually fine. And so I, I don't really worry about it. But the trouble with the children's writing is, it is a really different thing. And I wouldn't want a child to come in and you know, accidentally pick up some of my adult work. And I think that's the teacher in me and the mother in me. So I kind of feel that that's just the one thing that I need to keep separate. So I won't be opening, you know, another pen name for my, you know, my other writing, my other adult writing. I'm just going to keep that under one one name. And I think, you know, if you go onto my website as DJ Smith, you can see you know i've got the par, you know the women's paranormal romance the that kind of stuff you know it's, it's on the front of my website now that's kind of you know what i'm working on now it's what i what i'm having some good success with it. it's what i'm enjoying writing it's what i'm working on next if you see what i mean um and then the other stuff the the grimdark fantasy is sort of towards the end of the, the back of the website It's still on there you can find it if you want to go and have a look and and i think that's fine to to have these different hats as an author. And also if you read my my bio in the my main website, the DJ Bowman Smith website, you know, it does say I'm also a children's author and, and it's there's the link there. You can hop over to the other site if you want to. But it doesn't happen the other way around. If you go on the Tiger Molly site tiger molly just exists on her own if you see what i mean she doesn't she doesn't cross over into the dj bowman smith thing so you know so if a child was on that site they couldn't they couldn't bounce back into my other self um which i think is you know it's i think it's better like that it it sits better with me i feel more comfortable leaving it like that you know even though it would be easy just to have everything under one name um anyway so that's good so anyway, so I'm having a good look at the Tiger Molly stuff, and like I said, I'm trying to have a good look at the whole thing and thinking how I'm going to advertise these books, and I'm trying to get a bit of a strategy together. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I sell something. I think I might be knocking the TikTok thing on the head. I've, I've, I've kind of had a good bash at it. It's on the TikTok store. I've, I've got in there. I've done, you know, lots of TikToks and all the stuff that you're supposed to do. And I'm really not getting any traction from it. I'll probably, you know, I'll keep my TikTok account because why not? And you can get in there occasionally. But I don't think TikTok's the place to sell kids' books. Although, you know, there are, you know, I think on every platform there are different ages. You know, some people, I think of the days of, oh, well, you know... Uh, TikTok was for younger people and Facebook was older people and blah, blah, blah. I think I think those days are gone. I think you can find any group of people that you want on any social platform because I think people are just on social media of all ages and I don't think that's the problem. Um, and, and the numbers are vast. It's just a case of finding your particular niche. And uh, I have, you know, on the TikTok that's for Tiger Molly, you know, I've, I have got, you know, other children's authors and, you know, people that are teachers and all that kind of thing, and that's all fine. But it's still not, you know, I don't think... that uh, For me, it's not selling my books, so I'm going to take my books off the TikTok shop. Um, You know, I, I've kind of given it another little bash through to see if it wouldn't work, but I, I don't think it's going to work. And I think what worries me is... I, I don't really like something that's just kind of hanging there and um, and, and isn't really doing anything. So I, I kind of worry that I'm going to get some sales or something and not notice because I'm kind of not going in there. I'm kind of expecting nothing to happen. And I, and I know they send you an email and stuff like that, but it's the worry of it. It's kind of, I'm either doing it or I'm not. It's, it kind of feels like a bit of a half measure. So anyway... I think I'm going to take those down out of the TikTok shop. I don't think there's a particular way of closing the TikTok shop, which I find quite annoying. It's, it's um, you know, it's it's kind of there. Uh, and I have kind of looked into that thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't really put that on there now. Um, yeah. So anyway, so it, it sits there with no, it's going to be sitting there with nothing in it. So anyway, that's just fine, isn't it? So that's my story. So I'm still, you know, having a good look at my, my other author self and, I think it's quite nice to have a couple of weeks just to really focus on this and um, see if I can't get it moving and um, feel a bit more comfortable about it. And and I th- I think, um, you know, I've got some other little projects that I'd like to bring out as well. I've got a little picture book, which I'd really like to bring out. Um, I did the illustrations years and years ago and never did anything with it. I mean, I'm talking years ago. I'm talking like 40 years ago. and. Um, and I think I talked about it on here. I had them all re I had them scanned, professionally scanned, so I've got the pictures. Uh there's a few little things that I want to change, but I can do that in Photoshop easily enough. And uh and the story's long been lost, so I kind of need to rewrite the story, which I've kind of got a first draft of, which I did a couple of months back in the summer when we were away and I had a little bit of a write and and just fiddled about with that. So I know I'd kind of like to get that on the on the way. I mean you know, when, when, when I'll get this published, I don't know. But it's nice to just have a little think about this whole, this whole um, pen name, you know, myself as Tiger Molly and have a little look and see, you know, what, what I can do. Because I think, I I think it would be easy to put it to one side and think, oh, well, I'm not going to worry about that. But I don't know, that kind of feels like giving up to me and I'm, I'm not really a quitter. That's definitely that's definitely not who I am. I'm definitely somebody who likes to you know carry on and get get this done. Anyway, so I'll let you know how I get on. Um, just in the in the, and I think also, I I kind of want to be fairly transparent here when I'm talking to you, especially if you're another author listening, or actually even if you're a reader, because I think sometimes we present ourselves as like being really successful, and and I think it's quite interesting. And honest to sort of say you know this is a side of my author self which is really not going well you know I don't make any sales I don't get anything from it these books have never never um, made back the cost of the editing and so it you know it's interesting to kind of talk about that and and show you that sometimes this can take a lot of time to kind of get right it doesn't kind of work straight away so anyway so that's my story right come and have a talk to uh come and have a listen rather to emma bennett uh, very interesting chat now we had a few little problems here with the internet connection which was a bit of a nuisance, and uh, so we've got a bit of a crackly crackly thing going on, which I can't really take out. I've tried, I'm going to try and sort of have a little, I've had a try and to kind of fix it, and I've had to kind of cut some of the interview, but even so, I didn't want to redo it. Obviously, she's on a time scale, so my um. And also, I didn't want to lose the immediacy of just having this nice, natural chat with somebody. It's kind of, kind of weird if you kind of go back and do it again. It doesn't have the, the same kind of sparkle, um, in my experience. Anyway, but have a listen. It's a really nice interview. Uh, most of it is clear. Some of it's a bit crackly, um, and for that, I hope you'll forgive me because that's what podcasting is. It's a natural thing. We know we're just, you know, we're not it's sat in a sound studio. It's, it's, it's a kind of a you know it's a bit of a homemade thing but isn't that the beauty of it anyway come and have a listen to Emma she's a lovely woman so this week on the Words of Pictures podcast my lovely guest is Emma Bennett Emma writes contemporary romance fiction with a feel-good vibe so hello Emma and welcome to the podcast hello
1: thank you so much for having me
0: yeah, it's lo- lovely to have you. Nice to have a, um, a romance author on. And um, I don't know quite where to start. Should we start with your Christmas
1: book, which is out now? Because uh, that's is that your latest, your latest production? Yes, that's right. It came out just over a week ago and it's called A Christmas Truce. All the Christmas vibes and we've got Grumpy meets Sunshine. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, lovely. Absolutely lovely. And I think uh, now
0: I've I've said this, I've talked to a a lady last year about a Christmas book that she was bringing out. And it's funny because I read across the year, I'll read all sorts of stuff, but I do like some Christmassy books at Christmas. I think a lot of people do that. You want to get into the mood, into the thing of it all. And I think it's I think that's really good fun. So um, on your stuff,
1: it says that you write sweet romance. What what exactly is that for people that don't know? So sweet romance is a term that um, my publishers and I kind of added because I think it's especially for the U.S. market. Um, It's a term that's very used. So basically, it means that there is kissing and things, but it's kept quite closed doors. So if anybody's not comfortable with reading something that's a little spicier, then they know that this is going to be okay for them.
0: Yeah, that's it, and
1: I think it's good to pop pop
0: that on. Um, I, I I write a bit of spice, and uh, mm-hmm. my and I and it does say in the blurb, but I I have had a couple mm-hmm. of reviews going. Wow, well, there's sex in this book, and I'm like, well, I, <laughs> I, I did tell you, you know, what I mean? and, were warned, <laughs> were warned. But I think sometimes people don't always know what those different terms mean, and 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 yeah. it's kind of you know it's it's one of those things. But you can't please all the people all the time, and you're probably getting sometimes people saying why isn't there any spice in this book you say
1: well I've told you there isn't well actually I did I was on um a show called the, the tuba book club um which is on one of my friends YouTube channels and um he's this fantastic guy who would never read one of my books but he read it for this show but he did say like Emma what's going on you know, you've got this Latino fantastic hero. Why isn't there more going on? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we have those doors opened? And I'm like, I'm sorry, my mother-in-law reads my books. It's, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen with these ones.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, it is quite funny because my mother in law, uh, she was staying with us. It was a funny thing. My mother and our mother-in-law was staying with us and she's a really nice lady, um, but but quite, you know, quite I feel she's fairly straight laced, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and and my uh, proof copy had come, because I'm, I'm a self-published author, so my proof copies had come for this book, The Midwich. And uh, so I took them out, and I'm looking through and checking that the illustrations have worked, and, you know, like you do in the formatting and all that kind yeah. of thing. She said, oh, she said, is that your new book? And I said, oh, yes. Anyway, so she picked it up, and she started to read it. Well... I could have died, honestly. Of all people, (laughs) normally I don't. Normally I don't care. I'm pretty. I'm pretty like. Oh well, you know. So what? It is. You know. And and literally, I was literally hiding in the wardrobe emma because <laughs> i was so embarrassed and it was and, and if ever i'd wish that i just wrote sweet romance
1: because yeah. you know, i'm just like oh oh, did, you know, why did you do it why did oh. you make this life choice yeah. yes exactly but anyway it was it was
0: quite funny but anyway she she read it and she was she was fine you know and I did warn her and mm. I said you know there's bad language and there's some sex scenes you know and she said oh well I'm you know and anyway she read it and she was fine so so that was it so maybe I should just you know so I, but actually I couldn't have been more embarrassed and and really now she's read it and now I don't care about anybody who did exactly, exactly. Yes. it completely, completely over it which is so funny but no I know what you mean and I think the whole point is the whole point of anything joking aside is that you know you must write what you want to write and and to hell with anybody else whether that's spice or not or anything and I think that's because then you'll write a book that's authentic to you and that's what makes it work yeah Exactly. exactly yeah so happy days so that that's happy days so yeah and I like the look of the Christmas book that's looking that's looking delightful and um so uh, it's it's interesting because we're both busy writers here, you know, and I'm doing this, we're both doing this bit of extra stuff. So obviously I'm doing the podcast, which takes a bit of a chunk of my time. And you're a YouTuber. Now tell me about tell me about the YouTube thing.
1: Yeah, so I started just over a year and a half ago. I think um I just thought it would be a fun thing to try. I started watching various authors on YouTube the year before and it looked like a lot of fun and a great way to connect with new readers so I one day my family had all gone out somewhere and I just set up a camera and I filmed my first video and put it up there and continued ever since Um, it is it does take up quite a lot of time but I have met such a wonderful community Writers on there, the support is just absolutely amazing, especially during um, National Novel Writing Month, which of course it is at the moment. Yeah, and during the Camp Nanos in April and July, just the huge amount of support on there, both for my regular videos and also I do live writing sprints. And we're, we're, we're proper friends, we meet up and we check on each other, and our word counts, and we're cheering each other on, and it's absolutely lovely. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I mean, that's
0: really the reason I do the podcast, which is slightly different thing, same sort of thing, though. It's just because it's just, I just get a real buzz about just talking to lots of different authors. And, and, I, and I really, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I keep mine audio only <laughs> because I can't be bothered to work out how video editing works. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> the, the sound was hard enough. You know, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't something I knew before. And so I think it, I think it's one of those things. Do you try and do it um, regularly? Do you have a a regular, does it work like podcasting where I feel that it must come out every Monday? You know, I always try and, well, uh, you know, uh, to do this um, podcast, you know, so a new episode comes out every Monday, or do you just do it when the, time when the muse takes you?
1: Um, Well, the first thing that you are told when you, um, by everybody, as soon as you start a YouTube channel is make sure that you are consistent with your upload. Um, So I have always been consistent um, with them. I have um, slowed down a little bit now. I was really pushing to be able to get monetized because it is not easy to get monetized on YouTube as a writer. um, If you're doing ultimate cleans of your kitchen then I think it's a lot a lot easier a lot of people will watch those videos for an hour or so but if you're putting out kind of 10 20 minute videos about either your writing life or giving tips and tricks and things it is really really hard to get both the amount of subscribers and the watch hours that you need to be able to get monetized so I was really pushing for just over a year to get that monetization and then once I had that I was kind of able to take my foot off the pedal a little bit but I still upload at least one video a week one or two shorts and there will be at least one live stream going on um, yeah so so that's that's quite a commitment
0: isn't it because I I do with with the podcast I work in blocks so I'm having Mm -hmm. an interview week this week where I'll do you know hopefully you know a good eight interviews over the week and then I'm kind mm. of I then I've kind of got the next two months if you see and then I'll have a mad interesting moment and I kind of write the show notes as I look people's bits and pieces up I kind of kind of get the you know get your web get your web links in and all that kind of thing as I've dealt with them as I've looked up the person and uh, done a bit of research on you all and then and then it goes out um and then obviously I schedule it because that's what you do with the podcast you schedule it through yeah And then I can literally set it and forget it. Apart from um, advertising it through, you know, social media channels, I I can just sort of leave it be, really. Um, So it sounds like the YouTube is quite a lot of work,
1: really. It is. Do do you think it makes a
0: difference to sales, do you think?
1: Um, I definitely have made sales through my YouTube channel, Um, in particular, Um, I've just released a couple of nonfiction books for writers. One of them is a guide to using Twitter as a writer who doesn't want to spend their life on social media. And the other is a guide to winning NaNoWriMo. So those both came about through people asking for them through my YouTube channel because of videos I was putting out and they were wanting the information in written form and all kind of collected together. So um, while I didn't have like a big marketing campaign for them coming out or anything because they're not books that are ever going to sell, a million copies or anything like that. But I know that the people who did ask for them are very happy and um, have gone on to buy them and enjoy them through my YouTube channel.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because uh, it's it's always interesting to be asked about your knowledge, you know, and I think when you've been in the writing space for a long time, you you accumulate a lot of stuff, you know, that other people, you know. And Mm -hmm. and I think writers, I think we're generally – we're 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 very transparent, we're very open, we share our knowledge, you know, especially mm. especially women, I think. Um, we we share yeah. what we've got and pass it on. And I think Definitely. that's really good. Yeah, because Twitter, because I see you've got that. Um, I did notice that book about Twitter. Um, and I'll put all these links in the show notes for people so they can go and find that. Uh yeah, interesting stuff. And did you um because Twitter or X as it is now, it's it's changed yeah. a lot. And I'm not on there as much as I used to be. I used to have a uh, I used to be on there all the time, and and I mm-hmm. I found it's it's quite. How would you, how are you riding the change? Because I'm I do, don't find I get the reach anymore that I used to get when I put something out. There. Yeah.
1: Um so I honestly I have never ever liked Twitter or X as a platform. It's just not one that kind of resonates with me. I prefer Instagram. it's pretty. there's no kind of conflicts and scandals and things like that. It just seems a much more positive mm. space. but I am aware that it's very important for writers to be on Twitter. There are a lot of opportunities on there, especially if you're looking for agents and publishers, I think um, and depending on what genre you right so um the twitter kind of challenge that I did came about because I was doing a series for my youtube channel um social media for authors um and each month I'm well each month I'm not doing another crazy challenge like Mm. NaNoWriMo I've been taking a different social media platform and kind of revamping my profile on there and just learning as much as I can about it to try to make it work for me. So Twitter was the first one that I attempted because it was just one that I I've been on there for years, so many years yeah, yeah. and so you know I like I did have followers and things but I didn't like using it. I didn't really know how to find the people that I was interested in and how to kind of make connections and get into conversations. So that was what I was really interested in finding out, not um, how to grow your your Twitter um, followers by 20,000 in a week and, Mm. you know, make 4,000 pounds in sales or anything like that. It was so that I would be happier using it. Um, So I wrote the Twitter book in April as part of um, Camp NaNoWriMo. And, of course, then after that, when I put it away and I was going to revise it later – everything changed. It became X, the algorithms, all different and things like that. So there was definitely a lot more editing and a lot more research that I needed to do then before bringing the book out for people. So I'm hoping that it is as up to date as possible with with what we know, because although I think um, Elon Musk has made it much more transparent what you need to do to get your stuff seen on twitter um it's still it's still difficult to work it out mm. um you know he, he he has said that if you want your post to be seen there are certain things that you should do like you shouldn't put too many links that take people away from mm. twitter which is fair enough they're wanting to keep you on that platform mm. so it's understandable that they're not going to push posts that have mm. those um those links in them and there's also things that you wouldn't really consider like using proper english Mm. Um, apparently that that makes a difference if there's um bad grammar if there's spelling mistakes then the the post might get um suppressed as well so that there there is stuff that is kind of getting out to people about what you should do to increase your presence on twitter and i just thought it would be really handy to try to put it all together into one place
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think you know, that's interesting stuff,
0: and and interesting you say about the links because I definitely found that that if I, you know, mm-hmm. I used to put a you know picture of your book, blah blah blah, and a link to into into Amazon yeah. usually, um, and and really I find that they don't go anywhere, whereas I n- now I mm-hmm. tend to just put, I've, I've actually found that out, you know, from my own experience. <laughs> yeah. I definitely definitely think that's a true, a true point, and and I think sometimes it's it's enough to put the the book cover on if people really like it they're going to click on it and go to your bio and pick the link up there but mm-hmm. and, and I think I think that's actually fine um and, and, and you get a lot of people going oh there's no link on here I'm like well if you you know like other writers say well, yes. there's no link on here and I, I'm like yeah but the link doesn't work it doesn't go anywhere if you put the link on yeah,
1: yeah. so yeah, yeah I think you're absolutely right you're absolutely on the money I agree <laughs> yeah I mean like, look Honestly, I do still put links in mm-hmm. my Twitter posts, but that's because Twitter isn't my main social media platform. I'm not expecting um, a lot of people to follow those links, but I think it's useful to have them in there, and especially because I'm linking to my YouTube videos and things as well. Shorts yeah. I will embed actually in Twitter, um, so they so they do better. But I will I will put links to YouTube videos and to my books and things like that. But I am very aware that they're not going to reach a huge audience. Mm. at all that way but I found that it still it reaches some people and those people are more likely to click through yeah yeah that's it. follow those links so that that's kind of what's working for me or seems to be
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, so what's what Emma is you if you say blah, can't speak what's your favorite social media what's what's the one that you think do you think that's Instagram is that where you feel yeah
1: like, yeah in happy. Instagram Um, and what's really great is that as a romance writer that's where most of my readers are anyway so that kind of that's really really handy honestly if they were all on tiktok i'd be devastated tiktok is not for me at all i'm too old for tiktok um i'm on there i'm on there and
0: i'm older than you (laughs) (laughs)
1: emma I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of TikTok. Um, although you know, I I do use it, so I'm. It's really, really great for me. That the platform that resonates with me the most happens to be where most of my readers are.
0: Yeah, and I I think you're. Uh, I think you can find um readers on all the platforms, but but I think yeah. if you feel comfortable in a in a space, then that's the one you'll use most. I've I've kind of yeah. swapped from being, you know, somebody on TikTok or X a lot, not TikTok. On X a lot on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then and then I I never really bothered with Facebook, but actually I'm on Facebook quite a lot now, and I found that is, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know how you can click it through into the Instagram as well, you know, it kind of it's yeah, it's almost like this. Yeah. it's almost like those two platforms are the same thing now, you know, and you yeah, can, you yeah. Know, they're you, connected now, which makes it much easier to yeah. post on them, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I think, think you're right, I think for romance, I think that's definitely where people are Mm. you know there's there's a lot of and also I think the I mean you can find older people on TikTok if you put the hashtags in like um mature book talk or um Mm -hmm. over 50 book talk or over 40 book talk or any of Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so if you're looking for a mature reader which is what I'm looking for yeah um then you will you will find you can you can do that and you can get that kind of thing um yeah I mean we could talk all day about the social media but anyway Let's, <laughs> on. Let's talk about your writing, because I I could just, you know, I'm just getting into this now. Um yeah. we could we could go on and on. You can find Emma's book. I'll put the link in the show notes. And <laughs> uh, you know, and obviously, you're gonna write another one. You're gonna do, are you gonna do it for each of the social medias? Um, until, no, until, it, until your patience not.
1: runs out. <laughs> until my patient runs out. Yeah, no, um, no, I won't be writing a book for each of them. Um, the plan is is that for next Camp NaNoWriMo in April, um, I'm going to write a book on author branding. Yes, and I'm going to write and publish it in a month. So yeah. I'll start it on the 1st of April and it will be released on the 30th of April, is the plan. Is the plan. So so you're a, a self-published author
0: and you're published by a small press. So you're a bit of a
1: hybrid. Is that is that
0: my right? I'm,
1: I'm a hybrid author. Um, I'm published by Joffy Books, who are the largest independent publisher of books in the UK by title count um, now. And I'm also self-published. I have two romantic novellas um that I self-publish I also have my children's picture book although that's under a different name and now I have my two non-fiction books for writers as well yeah brilliant so you're a bit like me you do write lots of different things which I think is all good
0: stuff um yeah I think I'm trying to get my children's books going and and I find it very hard to uh do the two author names although you know yeah it, it is it is really it is really hard to to do the two things <laughs> i've still i have i have when i've cracked it i might write a book on that but i haven't i mean yeah absolutely I've, I've vaguely got there yet but anyway it's it's, it's all good fun yeah so um I saw I think I saw you on one of the social media channels and you were saying that you that Amazon had lost some of your reviews. Do you, do you want to have a chat yeah. about that? Because it happened to me on the children's books. All my children's books it got did. their reviews on now and they've been out for years, mm-hmm. some of them. And it was just like, you know, did you, I, I mean, I haven't even bothered trying to fix it. I just thought, oh, God. You know, did, did you? He was the god, I love him. <laughs> I thought I've not got time for this problem, so it just sits there, no reviews, and no. they've been on there for years.
1: <laughs> oh, such a shame. Um, yes, so what happened was, um, I wrote a book called Falling in Love at Nightingale Farm. Um, at that point, I had all of my books self published. um and but I sent Falling in Love and Nightingale Farm off to Joffrey Books, and they offered me a contract for it. But they also wanted my um, other books, the ones that were self published, so I unpublished those books and then they were published Joffy books. And um most of the reviews going over worked really, really well and there was no problem. But with my book, although some of the reviews came over, I think but there were there were hundreds and hundreds of reviews that weren't um passed over properly. For whatever reason, I have no idea why. You know, I could understand if none of them were, but it was just some of them. Mm. So basically i was really really annoying really annoying and i just contacted amazon like every three days or something because they kept saying yeah it's all in 48 hours they would show up so uh, kind of every 72 hours i would be back in touch going no this hasn't happened this hasn't happened and then finally i got a woman i got a woman on the end of the chat and she went yeah i can see what's happened it just hasn't been connected properly just a sec and she did it and yeah. she was like, oh, yeah, I'll... it won't be a problem. I hope this is, bad, right. But, yeah, you do have to be really persistent. But then what was really funny after that was something clicked into place, and reviews kept coming in every day, like a large number of reviews. Like, is there a glitch? What's happened? You know, am I not supposed to have these reviews? But I think it's because now we have the Goodreads reviews that show up on Amazon as well. Yeah. Um, and then what happened was it all kind of clicked into place and then the Goodreads ones were coming over. But I felt so bad because I was oh my goodness like what are all these ratings and, and and reviews where are they coming from you know all of a sudden like every day um are you doing NaNoWriMo this month and
0: are you what are you working on
1: yes I am and I'm writing my Christmas book for next year yeah the working title for it is a Scottish Christmas um so but my plan is not I'm not doing just 50,000 words I'm doing a same as I did for my first nano last year, which is writing a complete first draft. So last year's book that I wrote during NaNoWriMo was called Sense Age, and that's being published next year.
0: Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And, and
1: uh, so, how many how many words do you try and write a day? Well, for the first day, I was hoping to get about three thousand words done, but I didn't. I got about two thousand. So as long as I get kind of two thousand words a day, I think I'll be all right. But I've got a few things coming up this month so there are days that I won't be able to write very much hoping to have a bit more of a buffer going on but tomorrow I'm part of something called the pass the pen writing relay so myself and several other authors we do um, live writing sprints that lead on from each other so we're going to have 15 hours Mm -hmm. um, for people to write so hopefully I'll be able to get that
0: Yeah, that that sounds like a lot of fun, Crikey. (laughs) yeah it sounds exhausting <laughs> yeah Re- really good yeah and it's good to get involved in all these things I think you know because uh, I think writing can be a bit of a lonely task and I think if, if you do get out there and get chatting to other writers you know like on this or whatever we're, we're up to or like all the things you're involved in I think it really is some um, a good way to uh, connect and also I think it's always important to think that everybody is your potential reader doesn't matter whether it's another writer you know people go oh you're only talking to writers it doesn't matter yeah Talk to everybody it's all good right just read write us, read <laughs> yes, we can. we still read more books than we can write, and I think that's I think that's always an important thing to to consider and you always learn something yeah. from talking to another another creative there's there's always something to something to know you know yeah, yeah I've never done the 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 rhymo thing um but i th- I should think it's a really good way of getting getting yourself focused I think every year it's for me I always think oh, I'd like to do that one year and I will do it one year but for me at the moment I my book mm-hmm. that I've just written is with my editor so I'm now on the artwork because I do my own artwork so I'm like I've just done the yeah. illustrations for the for the chapter headings and now I'm doing the book cover and really that's going to take me this month and that's where I it just happens yeah. to be that that's not what I'm doing this month if you know what I mean but one of these years I'm going to try and yeah one of these years i'm going to go um write actually i'm i'm going to try and write this block of something which would be a good thing to do i mm-hmm. think because it's always good to um give yourself a deadline or give yourself some some because sometimes i think when you work for yourself which is essentially what being a writer is sometimes i think you can be mm-hmm. uh i don't know a bit a bit lazy, perhaps, or a bit like, well, there's always
1: tomorrow. I could be rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of procrastination that goes on.
0: Okay, so we had to sort of cut it from there because um, the the line was terribly crackly, and I and although I've kind of tried to cut out as many crackers as I can and uh, make this nice to listen to. I've decided that the end of this podcast was just too crackly to be going on with. So obviously, uh, I asked Emma about her book covers and she talked about, you know, the the general thing about um, having the book covers done by her publisher, Joffy Books, and how nice they are and um, how they kind of went back and forth and included her in the process, which was great to hear. And she's also done a few book covers herself uh, for her self-published work. So that was nice as well. So, I also obviously asked Emma where people could find her online, and uh, obviously there's links in the show notes. But if you're just listening, you can find Emma online at www.emmabennett.co.uk, and that's Bennett with two N's and one T. E-B-E-N-N-E-T, Emma Uk. Uh, you can find her across social media, and uh, generally her handle for social media is Romance Emma, and uh, you can also find her. Um, uh, obviously featured with her publisher which is joffbooks.com www.joffbooks.com so uh, happy days so uh, links in the show notes as usual and thank you so much for listening uh, have a great week whatever you're doing if you're doing NaNoWriMo, um, I wish you all the best of luck Um. We had a, a, you know, Emma was telling me about her experience for Nano Rimo, and uh, and how she, you know, gets on and does. It sounds like she does that quite often, you know, most years. So, you know, good for her. And I think it's a really good way of getting a first draft done and getting your mind focused and making you accountable with other writers. So, yeah, all good stuff. I'm definitely going to try and um, arrange my writing life next year so that I can perhaps have a little go with that and see if I can't get get most of the first draft done and see where we go. So happy days. So you can find uh, uh, comprehensive show notes on my website um, www.djbowmansmith.com and uh, you can also find show notes and things on the Podbean. If you go to Podbean there's there's a whole page there about the Words and Pictures podcast. Right, that's it from Nick Bean this week. Have a great week and uh, until next time. Bye bye.